Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 59, Susan's Change Story, Agoraphobia. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi there. I hope you're all doing well. I'm really excited to share this episode with you. And it's interesting. I had this conversation with Sue that you're about to hear. Um, Sue was housebound for a really long time, decades, measured in decades, very long time. And we've had such fun. I don't know if it's fun. <laughs> such, We've been in such awe. It has, been, it has been fun. But we've been in such awe and just such pride. And I don't even know the right words. Watching her as a community venture out, just, just watching her life and her world get bigger little by little. And it really is little by little. So this is not um, some dramatic woman is agoraphobic, doesn't leave her home for 20 years, and then she jumps on an airplane and goes somewhere. It's not that kind of story. But it's like Sue just, she's one of those people that everyone roots for because she's so honest and she's so open. And I I something in that just touches me so much when people are really struggling and have every reason and every excuse in the world to complain and be angry and shut down and they don't. And Sue, we all have our moments, but Sue is like the one of the first ones in our little school, big change community, rooting everyone on and sharing her story and her failures and her successes as she sees them. And cheering on everyone and just being a great support. So we all love her and we love seeing how things have gone for her and what opens up. And it's funny because as I'm recording this today, I'm about to go on a little road trip to do a workshop. Um, Not a big deal, a few hours away, but it's just bringing back so many memories of when I was in this place that Sue was in of, you know, just the thought of getting in a car on a highway and driving a long distance, there were so many unknowns and there were no more unknowns then than there are for me today as I get ready to do that. But, oh my gosh, like how our mind can just fixate on things and paint a picture and blow them up and make them look so big and important. And then how when a mind settles down from that, when we see through it or our mind quits going there or it keeps going there, but we know it's just our mind going there, how different that can be. You know, how how it's, I remember when I was afraid to leave the house, looking at people thinking, first of all, thinking what the heck happened? Because just a year ago, I was doing all that. I was just jumping in the car and driving from Michigan to New Orleans all the time and not having a thought in the world about it. And now here I am today, scared to death to go to the grocery store. Like it just didn't make sense. But I would also look at when I was in the middle of scared to go to the grocery store, I remember looking around at people and and really wondering, even though I knew what that was like, kind of in that moment, wondering, how do you do that? It's so, like, how do you do that with no thinking? But I don't know. It's fascinating to see how how our minds create 
so much to worry about. And then we can take it so seriously. We just get caught up in it. It looks so real and so serious. Yet we're constantly bombarded with evidence from around us that the things aren't scary. There's no there's no th- real threat. There's no real problem. It's just that we're in a place in our lives when our minds are talking about that and it looks real to us. So Anyway, that's my little aside as I as I think about agoraphobia and my experience with it. But I can't wait for you to hear from Sue. Um, again, it's not a gigantic story and don't listen for how she did it. I mean, you can listen for that if you want, but I think you'll be disappointed. <laughs> I think you'll get a lot more out of this conversation if you if you just kind of sit back and take the whole thing in. And that's because she didn't do it using a bunch of formulas like she didn't venture out past her safe points by by coming up with strategies or putting herself on a schedule or any of that and some of those things may have been part of it in moments i don't know but it's been a slow slow journey for sue in a lot of ways but she just had so much hope and she just keeps at it she keeps looking she keeps questioning the fear, being curious about it, questioning her health, looking in the direction of her health. I remember when she came to a little school, a big change call um, not long ago and her nails were done and she was so excited that she had let nail people into her home. I mean, before that would have been no way could she have done that. And then, you know, things broke and she let technicians into her home and it's been, and she, she doesn't sit in a place and say, Oh yeah, but everybody does that. That's no big deal. I mean, we got to celebrate that. It was awesome. And at the same time, she could say, and I think I know what's next. Making it to that park is next or going to my daughter's graduation is next. Now she wasn't there, but she could like revel in the hope for that, you know, and and see herself there. And a lot of the a lot of the what's wrong with me and the judgmental stuff seemed to soften a bit. And as it did, she's began to do more and more, more of life open for her. So I know you'll like this conversation with Sue. Um, it's a great one. Enjoy. Hi, Sue. Thank you so much for coming on Changeable. You're welcome, Amy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk with you about all that's changed for you. Oh my gosh, so much has has been going on in your world. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love talking about it. I still have to pinch myself to know that it's happening. Oh, it's so cool. So, um, okay. So tell us a little bit about sort of how life was for you a while back or sort of maybe at its worst. Like what kind of things were you up against? Okay. At its worst, um, I've had 20 years of agoraphobia. Uh, where I literally couldn't leave the house. I moved uh, areas three years ago and I literally couldn't even get out of bed. I I was terrified to go to the bathroom, terrified to go to the kitchen, terrified to be on my own. I, you know, I, I just could not be on my own. I had to have somebody on the phone with me the whole time. They were literally babysitting me. Um, and, yeah, it was pretty bad. And then I came across a principal in September 2017. Um, 
you know, and and did a couple of programs that had a little impact on me. And then in October 2018, I did uh, the little school of big change, obviously with myself, and literally everything changed. Everything changed. I come home and I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I live on my own, so I'm permanently on my own, and it doesn't matter. I don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll, I'll get go in the bathroom, I go in the kitchen. I don't think about those things anymore. Um, and I think the biggest one for me, I could go out. It's not the my relationship with the anxiety is changing. Yeah. Um. You know, and and it's hard to describe because it just because you really truly don't do anything. You can't force anything. I think for me, accepting my situation was a massive one, and knowing that the past truly doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was a very big one for me. Uh, you know, I'd just being in that moment and and going with whatever I'm feeling, and that it's I I literally had to give myself permission to feel any emotion. Um, and why I think why so I I'd done that. Slowly, emotions started coming up, and and so on and so forth. And it doesn't matter what emotion I have now; it really doesn't matter. Yeah. So how how did you get to a place like say a little bit more about that? Because I think that's huge. Like, like knowing that you could feel stuff and that it wasn't going to kill you, and and giving yourself that permission to really feel it. Like, what what were you doing before? When you would feel something that was scary, like what were you doing rather than feeling it? I was doing one of two things. If I had to go, I was using alcohol to numb it. Uh, Or if I didn't have to go, I wouldn't. I'd just completely avoid it. Yeah. So Um, you just feel this this fear of, of going out coming up and you'd either numb it with alcohol or you would just completely change your life so that you could avoid it. Yeah. And that's literally what I did for 20 years. Yeah. You know, it, it's hard to believe that it was 20 years. It, you know, the, something so simple as learning the principle could have such a dramatic change. And, you know, I've heard a lot of people say, but I'm going to say, why didn't I know this 20 years ago? Yeah. Was there something you can pinpoint that you kind of realized or saw about feeling feelings that, um, that allowed for you to start to like ease into them more and feel them more? 
yeah, there was a couple of things. Um, somebody said to me uh, that wanting to get rid of your anxiety is like wanting not to be human. And that, that had a big impact on me. I'm like, yeah, they're right, you know. And, um, and I think, you know, obviously being in the school and, and conversations with yourself, it just changed the way that I look at things, i.e. I had a blood clot in my brain. Um, 22 years ago and I used to look at that like that's a bad thing to happen you know and I was a victim of that for, for 20 odd years then I started looking at it that's my brain's way because it shot me into a coma mm -hmm. I went into a natural coma and, and now I look at it that's my brain's way of protecting me and protecting my body to allow it to repair itself. Yeah. I didn't have to do anything. It did that all by itself, yeah. you know, and, and it kind of then got me curious. Well, what else does it do all by itself? Wow. And, and, you know, it was literally, you know, yeah, it, it's not been one big epiphany yeah it, it's coming little small pieces but i don't care how long it takes after 20 years of, of having this issue i'm able to go out yeah yeah no it's awesome um so so say a little bit about some of those like goals that you had for yourself because we've talked about those so much and as we were sharing before and it Obviously, we share all the time, but like before, right before we started recording, um, it's been so cool in our community. Everybody's been so behind you, and you've been, you know, you've had these sort of goals, and then you move toward them, and you have like all these people all over the world cheering you on, which has just been so fun. Um, so it's yeah, what, what were some of those? Obviously, at one point, just getting out of bed was a huge deal. Going to your kitchen was a huge deal. But since I've known you in in the past few months. What were some of those goals that you had? Well, one was going to uh, Coronation Garden, which is a local park. Um, you know, just to have a little tea room there. It's just a really nice place to be. Um, and that was kind of a small goal. My biggest goal was my daughter graduated this year. Um, and she went to university about two hours away. I had to go to that graduation. I had no choice. Yeah. And and I'm happy to say I did both. Yeah. I did both. <laughs> <laughs> so was it um was it hard? I mean, was it like like did you just grit your teeth and, you know, like white knuckle your way to both of those? Or was it easy or was it a little bit of both? Like, what was it like? Yeah. yeah um, Coronation Garden, um, that was just something, you know, I was driving around in the car with my daughter 
and that was like, okay, yeah, let's go to Coronation Gardens. And I had a bit of thinking about it. Yeah. I had a little nut in my stomach, but there was no white knuckling or, or, or anything, you know. Um, certainly going to a graduation, on the way there, I, I had a lot of thinking and my stomach was knotted the whole way. I was going. Um, but once I got there and got out the car um, and had to get a taxi to the graduation because there was no parking in the centre, that was another first. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and literally going that far with no alcohol at all is... The, the, the furthest I've been in 20 years. Wow. And, yeah, I had some uncomfortable moments. Um, but once, once I got there, it the day just blew my mind. It was incredible. It was beautiful. It was everything I could have ever wished for, you know, and then mm. I came home. And it was nowhere near as hard as I'd planned it to be in my thinking. Yeah. And I just, I mean, we've, you've been talking about this graduation for as long as I've known you because you've known it's coming up, right? It's been a huge thing. And as everyone listening can imagine, I mean, so much thinking ahead of time of like, what if I can't go? Or what if I do go? How horrible it would be. And I love how um, what you said right before you went when you when it was a done deal that you were going and you said you can correct me or say more about it but you said something along the lines of you know what I'm going to suffer or I I might suffer or feel uncomfortable either way so if I okay. know yeah if that's a given if I'm going to just feel uncomfortable because obviously sitting home, knowing that your daughter's graduating, wouldn't have felt that comfortable either. So if you're going to feel uncomfortable either way, why not go? You know, and yeah. there was such a like freedom. It was such a, it wasn't like, oh, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to suffer either way. You know, it was like, you know what, I can handle feelings. So if I'm going to handle some feelings either way, why not go? Absolutely. You know, it was, I don't got those feelings. Yeah. There wasn't as intense as I thought they were going to be. There wasn't full-on panics like there probably would have been in the past. Yeah. So um, it was, it, yeah, it, it was definitely, you know what, yeah, I'll have some feeling. I'll feel horrible. I'll get over it. I might feel horrible again. I'll get over it. I have to, you know. The lesser of the two evils, if you like, was to go. Yeah. Because to sit at home while my only child graduates, well, that would have broken my heart. Well, and I love how you're saying too, like, uh, get some feelings. 
then they'll change. Then I'll get some feelings maybe. And that's what happened. Right. But that's so not how our mind tells us it's going to go. Our mind is like paints this picture of you just sitting there in the, the worst possible terror and panic for the entire time. And it's like, nothing is like that. So you could go to the garden, go to the graduation and see, yeah, this happens. And then I get distracted and it fades. And then maybe it comes back a little and then it goes away, you know, which is totally different than what we expect. Absolutely, totally different. You know, it was, I went in the car, I had the uncomfortable feelings. When I got there, I was fine. Went through the whole ceremony, fine. We was outside, I had the top photos taken and, and, and so on. And then we went for lunch, you know, and I had feelings in the car going for lunch. Then when we had lunch, I went away. Yeah. And then again, on the way home, that was it. So how do you feel now? I mean, has that left you with like a sense of, oh my gosh, I can actually do this stuff? Or like, what's it been like since you've been home? I have had a massive growth in confidence, which is like, you know, I'm saying, I'm planning things with my daughter. Oh, we could do this. Yeah, we could go here, there. And, you yeah. know, and. Yeah, it's just so much different. I booked, um, because I'm a keen tennis fan, um, and where the park that my my goal was to go to the park, they have a tennis club. And I booked to have tennis lessons (laughs) at the tennis club. So getting to this park that you've been talking about for a year that I know of anyway, it's like that one-time thing. Now you've just turned it into a regular occurrence. For sure. <laughs> now you have For lessons sure. there. Wow. Yeah, you know, and, and, and that's what it was. That's what the goal was initially, to get to the par, to be able to um, have tennis lessons. You know, I have, uh, there's a gym out of the road. So if I could get there, I could get to the gym and it's just... Yeah. The knock-on effect yes. of just yeah. that one little goal has just opened up a, a, an array of stuff I can do. Wow. And I just want to point out for people, like it, it isn't about the goal or the behavior first. Like that's been on your mind, obviously, because you want a bigger life, right? You want to get out and do things in life. But it, it, we're not talking about, it's not like Sue's been saying like, at all costs, whatever it takes, I'm just going to get to that park. You know, it's been, it's been about seeing things first. Like she was saying, seeing that the past doesn't matter, seeing that she can feel stuff. And that's allowed her to just go that couple steps further, little by little. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah, definitely. You know, it was, you know, as I say, it's taken me a long while to, you know, to get where I've got. But, you know, I'm okay with that because I've got there and it's not about how long or about the journey. It's about eventually knowing that you you don't have to do anything. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not as if... I don't know, I suppose I expected something... in my mind to change it didn't I just know differently 
if that makes sense. Yeah. So you did, you mean like you maybe expected some giant insight, but it just was more gradual or how? Um, you mean? Yeah. I, I can, I only know I have insights by looking back on things that I've done. Yeah. You know, yes. and, and, no, and, that and, makes so much sense because I think, no, that's a huge point because we think, we think it's suddenly we're going to wake up one day and it's going to be super easy. Like, oh, duh, I'm just going to go to the garden. <laughs> and it, and it wasn't like that. It, right. Is that, is that kind of what you mean? Yeah. It didn't yeah, look completely. different. Yeah. Yeah, completely. You know, and, and I remember the first time I went in, I went in the car, it was about, um, I went in the car about 18 months ago and had the most horrific time ever. Um, my feet was on the ceiling. I was screaming. Um, it was awful. And then 18 months later, I got in the car and I could feel the nut in my stomach and thinking, oh. And I said, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. And then I just, it just went. It just went. And obviously knowing that helped me when I was going to the graduation. Yeah. You know, that if I absolutely accept it, it just goes away and leaves you alone. You know, and and I think that's, you know, knowing that is what's changed my relationship with my anxiety. What do you mean by accepted it? Like, yeah, you, you're going to get the uncomfortable feelings initially, mm-hmm. you know, because your mind is still thinking all those crazy thoughts that are going to create those feelings. So you're going to get those uncomfortable feelings. But they don't matter. And because they don't matter, you accept them. Yes. Yes. And then once you accept them, they go away. Oh, I love that. Yes, exactly. So it's not that you, again, are are expecting, I'm going to do this and it's going to be easy. I'm going to do this and have no anxiety. You're saying, hey, stuff's going to show up. Most likely, just out of habit, stuff is going to show up. Absolutely. But it's also going to fade and change and go away. And that that's I, it's so important because people have so much thinking about acceptance, what that means, you know? And I love what you're saying. It's just so human and normal of like... Which is one of your big insights, right? That it's human Huge. and normal to feel this stuff, and it does. It just it makes it flow through us so much more easily. Absolutely, a lot more easier. This time last year, I couldn't go to my local shop. Now I go every day, and wow. I don't ever think about anything. I just go to the shop, get what I need, and then come back. Wow. And I love, and you had a, a 50th birthday party for yourself recently. I did. I had a little <laughs> barbecue. Again, another massive thing where I couldn't have people in my house. I couldn't have workmen or, you know, hairdressers or people I didn't know in my house. Um, and yeah, just before my birthday and the graduation, I had nail technicians and beauticians and hairdressers and dentists you name it they're all in my house (laughs) (laughs) I love that's um it's 
maybe seems more minor than the graduation, but you know, within our community, Sue comes to the calls and she has a, a her she has her nails done. <laughs> We're all like just freaking out about her nail color. Like, oh my gosh, people came in and did your nails. <laughs> seems a little minor compared to the other things, but it's just such a visible, tangible thing that's like, wow, look at what's opening up for her. Absolutely. I think you know there was before the agoraphobia. There were so many other things that, you know, oh, I couldn't have people in my house. I couldn't, uh, you know, be on my own. And that, the whole lot of that has got completely gone. Wow. You know? So how do you feel about um, the future? I mean, are you are you in a rush to kind of get to some place? Are you happy? Are you like hopeful that it's just continuing in this direction? Or like, how do you, how do you feel about that? Um, yeah, this will just continue to grow and, and, you know, I'm in no rush to get anywhere, but I am going on an airplane next year. Wow. Um, I'm going on, I'm going to Cyprus to stay with a friend of mine that I met in the community. Never physically met her, but we're very, very close. And, yeah, so I'm going to go stay with her for a a holiday in the summer. And, uh, yeah. So exciting. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I love it. And I love that that you had this big milestone birthday in the middle of all this. Cause I just, I just think like, Oh my gosh, the next 50 years are just, I can't even wait to see what they look like for you. Totally Normal. different. Totally Normal. different. I am super excited about the future. Yes. Super Aww. excited. You know, it's, um, yeah, it's been a long, hard road from 30 to 50, but now I will enjoy every single second. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing with us, Sue. I love hearing your story and just all the stuff you're seeing. It's so, it's so like the way it's unfolded for you is so ordinary in a sense, but gigantic, you know, it's like, it's big stuff. And like you said, when you look back at it, you're like, oh my gosh, 20 years of that. And now you're doing this. And yet it really has just sort of moment to moment unfolded for you. It's just so, so awesome to see. Completely moment to moment, you know, and you just put one foot in front of the other, yeah, mm. and the, just go with it, whatever it is, yeah. you know, go with it. You know, we don't have to decide whether a feeling is right or wrong. You don't have to label it, it's just feeling. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Thank you so, so much for sharing You're with us. You're very welcome. Thank you for inviting me, Amy. It's an honor to do this. Oh, thank you. It's almost that time again. The next six-week course of the Little School of Big Change begins September 23rd. And that means that the four-part Change That Sticks video series is also about to begin. Change That Sticks is released in the lead-up to the school opening each time the school opens. Now, I should tell you, these videos are about 20 to 30 minutes long each, and they really go into stuff. So put the four together and you practically have a full-length movie. 
that goes into how we've been taught to change and why that change doesn't last, how it's not your fault that you've tried everything. You've all tried a million things that just don't go deep enough, don't last long enough, don't really get to the root of the issue. And we're all walking around beating ourselves up because our change attempts didn't work. Well, you'll see why in these videos. You'll also be pointed toward a new place to look. You'll see more about this new paradigm and you'll see how it's helped others. You'll hear it from them directly uh, with all kinds of different issues and obstacles and things they're up against. So go to thechangeseries.com to sign up so that you'll receive the first video when it's released on September 12th, 2019. You'll get videos sent to you roughly every other day until you've seen all four of them. So again, that's thechangeseries.com to sign up. And on September 12th, you'll get video one.